you're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. In this podcast, we're going to talk about Greg Locke finally disavowing Trump, Robin Bullock's urgent message for Donald Trump, QAnon celebrity Kirsten Weldon's history of strange beliefs. We also take voicemails. If you want to leave a voicemail, the number is 1-800-701-8573. If you want to send an email instead, the email address is telltalemailbag at gmail.com. Hey, this is Owen. If you're comfortable, leave your first name and state at the sound of the tiny truck backing up. Hey, Owen, this is Taylor. I uh, live in Washington State. Um, I was just calling to let you know that you guys you guys get a lot of hate when, in, in voicemails and emails and whatnot, and I just wanted to let you know that I think you're doing great work, you and everybody else on YouTube that is around the same style of videos. You guys do great work, and I love watching it. Keep it all, keep it all up, man. I appreciate that. I don't actually personally get as much hate as a lot of people would think, weirdly. Surprisingly, the hate doesn't really flow to me as often. Now, obviously, I do get it. I get the occasional, like, one out of ten comment of somebody just losing their fucking mind over the fact that I exist, but usually those are just amusing to me. Like, there's one guy who commented on my SoundCloud, which is, like, who hosts my podcast. I can't read the whole thing, but I do want to read just a a short excerpt because it's actually really fucking funny, in my opinion. All right, here we go. Here's here's the message. Fuck you, you left-hard fucking moron. Republicans and Trump supporters did not cause any insurrection, you F-word for gay people. That was all Democrats, a plot to frame MAGAs and patriots. The real insurrection happened on November 3rd, asshole. January 6th was the protest. You were the reason people ever believed in censorship and canceling idiots for their verbal diarrhea garbage. You're a fucking moron, so fucking ignorant to what's going on, you woke-tard. This is just hilarious to me. Seriously, this guy is so burned up inside about the fact that I'm just on here talking to people and nothing more. They claim to be against cancel culture and all this other stuff, but he is just eating himself alive with hate right now over me. Conspiracies are not conspiracies when they're fucking true, F word for gay people. The vax is poison, retard. I bet you got all jabbed up though, huh? I hope it kills you slow and painful. It's no wonder no one listens to your horse shit podcast. I don't know. I think some people listen. I mean, what do I got? Uh, right now at this moment, 500 people concurrently, and it's just starting. So some people are listening, at least a few. Go jump off a cliff, you worthless loser. You do not matter and stop saying shit like R word right. Because I, I usually try to avoid saying the word retard. I don't say that typically, but this was a quote. So, you know, I wanted to include it for that reason. Anyways, stop saying shit like R word, you pussy. God, this is going to be removed from YouTube. Speak like an adult, you virtue signaling cocksucker. <laughs> God, I hope YouTube doesn't take the stream down for me saying this. They might. Deliberately ignorant and obnoxiously arrogant pieces of shit like you should be rounded up and launched into the sun. Fuck off and die. Shove your worthless podcast up your ass, you inbred cunt. So, yeah. I get the occasional insult, but I honestly think that it's really funny sometimes. You gotta... 
got to appreciate it for what it is. You got to realize that people who are that upset over what I'm saying are barely hanging on to their lives by a thread. The fact that they're that angry, that worked up over something I'm saying, like just says something about their own set of emotions and how little control over them they have. It's kind of sad um, and hilarious simultaneously. That is the tagline of my show, hilarious and sad. So there you go. God, I hope YouTube doesn't pull this clip down. Either way, I'm recording offline too. So even if they pull it down, I'll still have all of it. But anyway, that there's an example of a hate message. I think it's funny. Once again, I appreciate the support because I, I do get hate messages. Sometimes it do get to me. It's not terribly often personally, but there are a lot of people out there like David Pakman who do get messages that get to him. I'm sure of it. Hey, Owen, this is Brody from Pennsylvania. My question was, is bring your Bible to school day illegal? Because in the Establishment Clause in the Constitution, it states that uh, the government can endorse uh, religion. Except to bring your Bible to school day, it was a clear endorsement by the former Kentucky governor, Matt Bevin. Thanks. Have a good one. The school cannot enforce bring your Bible to school day. But I know in Kylie's old school, they had a club, a Christian club called the Good News Club that would pass out these flyers for Bring Your Bible to School Day. They would give them to the teachers. And since it's a school-sponsored club, and since they allow atheist clubs just as well as they allow Christian clubs, the teachers are allowed to pass out these flyers for school-sponsored clubs. And that's what they did. Kylie's in class one day. She comes home with a Bring Your Bible to School Day flyer given to her by her teacher. It is legal to have something like that because it was sponsored by one of the clubs. As far as the governor endorsing it, I think governors can say whatever they want. They can endorse anything that they want, but putting state money into something is a little bit different. So it, it gets a little bit complicated there. As long as they're not voicing that opinion as an official of the government in an official capacity, the governor is his own person and can have his own opinions but if he like writes it down in the state constitution for example that's him acting as like an official of the the county or an official of the state or whatever and establishing this rule as a state official so that would be a problem but honestly a big problem in the u.s right now is that people just are not enforcing a lot of these state se uh, state church separation laws they're just ignoring it. They're not enforcing them. One of the televangelists from California actually held a campaign event a while back. Full-blown campaign event for a Republican candidate for office. Collected donations for his ass at the end and didn't get in trouble because the laws aren't being enforced right now. That means we are slipping that much further into a Christian nationalist state, basically. So that's absolutely something that we should be keeping an eye on, and we have to press hard, no matter what. We have to press hard. We have to go there and ask tough questions and get in people's faces and talk to them directly and ask them questions about why they think this is okay and if this is legal and push court battles and all that stuff. We have to, or a Christian nationalist state will be waiting in the wings to take control the moment we let up.
Hey, Owen, this is Chris from Texas. I just want to know what your thoughts on religious universities are. I'm currently going to a Catholic university, which I was initially skeptical of going to since I'm a closeted agnostic atheist. But they seem all right. They even have an interface student council, and they seem fairly progressive overall. They also don't force people to attend religious services or church or anything like that. So, yeah, I just want to know your thoughts on Catholic schools and religious universities in general. See you later. Uh, thanks for all your work. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, really interesting question. It, it heavily depends on the university. I don't think K-12 through schools should ever be religious, ever. But as far as universities go, it depends on the school. My wife is going to a religious school at the moment, but it's not heavily religious. It's only religious in name, not really in anything else. They never have religious questions on the test, for example. Liberty University does. They have religious questions at the end of each test. What did you learn from this lesson, and how can you apply it, and what can you derive from the Bible, and how does it apply to the Bible, and all that other stuff? That's the kind of shit you find from Liberty University tests. And you have to sign, like, a declaration of faith and stuff in some religious universities, but not all of them. So it heavily depends on the university. Now, I don't know if your university is one that isn't so bad. It may be. That's something you would have to determine for yourself. Next question is an email from Says. Here's the email. Dear Owen, Happy New Year! I hope the year of the tiger is not as ferocious as these past COVID years. In the era of COVID-19, science denials at a record high transforming STEM occupations that were once considered as an honest pursuit of knowledge into shadowy, malicious organizations by the public. The platform for misinformation has grown, and so too has the flat-out denial of reasoning to visible facts to a disturbing degree. New, flourishing, cult-like groups thrive on denial of reality and ignorance. Facts based on reliable, tested evidence have always been the language that science has been based upon, and that's become threatened by decisiveness and conspiracies of a nation. As a cult journalist, in your opinion, what can the scientific community do in order to push back against the rise of cult misinformation? How can we get through to those who deny facts and reality-based evidence when that is our primary method of communication? As always, stay skeptical, science-based, safe, and secular. Your friendly neighborhood Taoist says. I appreciate that. Going into this, you have to understand that there is a real possibility. In fact, I'd say it's likely that you won't be able to get through to these people. You have to weigh whether or not it's worth it to have these conversations with people in your own personal life, like the, the crazy uncle that comes over for Thanksgiving who believes that Trump won the election and that we didn't land on the moon, that JFK wasn't really assassinated or whatever else, you know, whatever other be weird beliefs they happen to have. You have to determine whether or not it's worth having those conversations because because it's likely you won't be able to get through to them on an individual level. Is it worth sacrificing the relationship or potentially sacrificing the relationship for it? If the answer is no, then you need to look at a broader spectrum. You need to look at a, a broader perspective on this issue. On an individual basis, you may be able to pull the odd person 
out here or there. But I think we should be mainly focused on a society-level approach to fixing the problem. And a society-level approach is multifaceted. First, I would like to see more progressives running against the QAnon members of Congress or the hard right members of Congress on a state, a federal, and a local level in every school board, in every state legislature, everywhere. We should have somebody who's not hard right competing against the people who are. That would be step one. If you are capable and legally allowed to run for office, you should be running for office in your district. Coordinate with the Democrats in your area because that's the party that has the highest chance of defeating the Republicans. And try to find an in so that you can defeat the hard-right extremists. That's step one. Step two would be finding a way to censor mis- and disinformation. Disinformation and misinformation are different. Misinformation is misunderstanding something and spreading that around to other people. Disinformation is spreading misinformation intentionally, like propaganda kind of thing. We have to find a way to cut down on that. So if that means having independent fact checkers come in and check posts manually, that's what it has to be. In fact, I like YouTube's approach, although they've gone completely over the top with it, and it's a, it's, it's a problem now. It's not just, oh my god, YouTube is going a little crazy with their demonetization and their censorship algorithm. It's like, holy shit, they're like censoring people for drinking a glass of water now, that kind of thing. Seriously. I'm not being hyperbolic here. They basically have a set of words that triggers the algorithm to say whether or not this should get reach or whether or not it should be monetized or whatever. And if the artificial intelligence detects that maybe it shouldn't be, you have the option to request a manual review. If you request a manual review, then a person will come in and sit down and look at it and say, is the context surrounding this appropriate? Should this be spread to other people or no? Like I said, YouTube's gone completely overboard and created more problems for themselves and everybody else, but I think they have the right idea for an approach, a decent approach to this. So that would be my recommendation. Not much that we can personally do. Just keep fighting, keep talking about it, get out there and work with others, campaign for people in your area, talk about it on Twitter, spread the word, do whatever you can. But this has to, this is a societal problem that has to be solved on a societal level, in my opinion. Next, we're going to talk about Greg Locke finally disavowing Trump. Give us 30 seconds and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. Interesting news about Greg Locke recently. Last week I talked about how Trump was losing support from his diehard followers, never give up on him kind of people, right? 
and he's losing support from them because he's been telling people to get vaccinated. Suddenly, his supporters have to choose between loving Donald Trump and believing that he was sent by God as a de facto messiah and their hatred for vaccines, their anti-vax ideology. Now two ideologies are clashing ramming into each other, and a lot of people don't know where to go. I find it absolutely fascinating to watch different people react in different ways. For example, Shane Vaughn, I talked about this guy last week. He spoke out in support of Donald Trump and said, God sent this guy. If you speak out against Donald Trump, you're speaking out against God. You know, they're losing faith in Donald Trump because of his stand on the vaccine. Let me correct you. You're not losing faith in Donald Trump because it was not Donald Trump that put Donald Trump in that office. Four years before Donald Trump was ever known about running for office, Yahweh, the God of heaven, spoke through the mouth of a prophet and said that a man named Donald would be put into the White House. And that that man, Donald, would be the servant of Yahweh to restore America. And guess what else that man, that God said? That this man would serve two terms. So if you're losing faith in Donald Trump, you're really losing faith in the God that put him in office. And that's a dangerous thing. But a lot of other supporters have gone a different way with this. Greg Locke has an interesting perspective on Donald Trump now that Trump has come out and supported vaccines multiple times. So I wanted to see what Greg Locke had to say about Donald Trump now that he's supported vaccines. But before I show that video, I want to give you guys a little lead up to it. I want to remind you of who Greg Locke is. This came out July 30th. 2020. This was about five months after the pandemic really started to hit. It was really getting serious at this point, and we started hearing words like social distancing and mask usage and things like that. We had never been through a worldwide pandemic before, most of us, and we had no idea how to handle it, so we were just sitting back and listening to the doctors and the CDC and trying to figure out what we should do. The CDC was telling us to wear masks. So what does Greg Locke do? He walks into a Dunkin' Donuts, and the Dunkin' Donuts guy tells him to wear a mask, and he loses his shit on the Dunkin' Donuts guy. Freaks out on him says, I'm not wearing a mask, I'm not doing this, goes completely nuts over how masks are useless and he's not going to wear one and all that other stuff. Give this a watch. This is him freaking out about it. I'll go to jail over this situation. It is the golden calf. I'm No, you know what the golden calf is? Actually, it's not mask usage. The golden calf is literally a golden Trump statue. I just want to point that shit out. Donald Trump had a golden statue made of himself, and it showed up at a Republican convention. The last time people had a golden statue made, as far as I can remember, God didn't like it too much. But somehow, the party of Jesus doesn't seem to think that's an issue. 
I digress. Let's keep listening. No, it's not just a mask. It's a compliance device. This is not about safety. This is about surrendering of our rights. Can I remind you, this is still the United States of America. This is not communism. This is not China. This ain't North Korea. I don't live in Haiti. I don't live some other country somewhere where I'm under the guise of communism and socialism. This is the United States of America. Y'all hear me? Trump 2020. Who? Who? Yeah. That was, I'm, I apologize for the level of cringe in that video, but we had to watch it. I just want to make it clear just how much this guy loved Donald Trump. I really want to drive this point home. Let's watch another clip. This is from late 2020. This is after the election took place. I'm telling you, Donald Trump, with 100% accuracy, in my opinion, ladies and gentlemen, lest I get shadow banned or my page is completely taken away, has won single-handedly the presidency of the United States of America in the biggest landslide victory in the history of this nation. I'm telling you, I'm not worried. I'm not threatened. I don't have basketball-sized ulcers. I'm not going to lose one second sleep over any of it. Joe Biden didn't win. He's not the president. He will never be the president. And come January the 20th, I'm telling you, I'll be wing, bing, 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 winner, winner, chicken dinner. The dude loved Trump. He loved him deeply. That brings us to the recent events, early January 2022, after Trump has endorsed the vaccine. Not once, not twice, but at least a minimum of three times, Trump has come on stage in front of an audience and said, I want you to get your vaccines. Okay? How does Greg Locke feel about Donald Trump now? So I'm going to say something. I don't care how ticked off you get. I'm going to say something. Listen to me. Stop. If I say stop, stop, stop sitting on your butt and waiting for Donald Trump to do something in this nation. Stop it. That is a far cry from what we heard before, isn't it? This dude was leaning on Donald Trump as the new messiah effectively. That's how he viewed him. And suddenly... Two ideologies are clashing with each other. His love for Donald Trump and his hatred for vaccines. And I guess the vaccine one won out at the end of the day. That is absolutely fascinating to watch. This dude was so obsessed with Donald Trump. So obsessed with him. We will get to more of it. But in a second, let's keep watching. He gave the evangelicals a mighty voice and I'm glad. Whether he runs or not is on him, not on me. But I'm sick of Trump worship in this church. You're the fucking one who started it. What are you talking about? You're sick of Trump worship. Are you kidding me? You're the one who started this shit. What is happening? We live in some fucking bizarro land where he's blaming everybody else for people loving Trump in his church as if he wasn't the one that loved Trump first. What the fuck is going on right now? This is crazy. I'm sick of Trump worship in this church. You just gotta look in the mirror, buddy. Listen to this line that Greg Locke says here. Hang on, let me step back. He gave the evangelicals a mighty voice and I'm glad. Okay, so now Trump has been downgraded in Greg Locke's mind, basically from savior, from messiah, to just somebody who gave evangelicals a leg up and, and nothing more, pretty much. He has downgraded Donald Trump's stature in his mind. He no longer worships him like the new messiah, apparently. That's what it looks like. 
based on this video that we're watching here. It appears as though Greg Locke no longer worships Donald Trump. He appreciates that he gave the U.S. evangelicals a leg up and he doesn't care if he runs or not. It's irrelevant to him. He's ready to talk about Jesus effectively. Isn't that a stark difference from what it was just a few months ago? Whether he runs or not is on him, not on me. Isn't that fascinating? It's completely different now than it was. He was lied to and he knows it. And his arrogance won't let him change his mind. He's starting to see all of the flaws in Donald Trump. He's starting to recognize the arrogance and maybe even recognize that arrogance is not a godly quality, if you will. That's not something that you would expect to find in a Messiah, right? Arrogance? I'm telling you right now, on the authority of the Bible, if Donald Trump does not get out in front of this vaccine nonsense, he is going to lose his voter base in the next coming election. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. Honestly, I think Donald Trump has already seriously damaged his credibility among a lot of evangelical voters by supporting the vaccine. I am so deeply glad and proud of Trump for endorsing the vaccine for two reasons. For one, he's going to save people's lives by encouraging a few of his supporters to get vaccinated. A few, at least. And number two, he's going to save lives by lowering the number of people who were going to vote for him. It's a win-win situation in my eyes. It's gonna happen. I don't care, I'm mad. Don't come back, I don't care. If you come here because I like Trump, you're in the wrong house anyhow. You better come here because I love Jesus. Isn't that interesting? Suddenly it's all about Jesus. Not that long ago, it was all about Trump. The dude was nonstop talking about Trump. I ain't playing these games. He needs to quit pushing this mess because the greatest president that we've ever known is going to be blamed for more deaths than we've ever seen and his arrogance won't let him see it. It is so incredibly fascinating to watch what happens when two competing ideologies fight it out. Greg Locke's belief system grew with Donald Trump's popularity. It, it kind of evolved into what it was in 2021. It slowly turned into what we saw right before he turned on Donald Trump. It was a mixture of QAnon and anti-vax ideology, COVID conspiracy theories and pro-Trump propaganda, all this stuff all mixed into one big ideology. And suddenly there's an incongruence with one of the systems, one of the facets of the belief. Suddenly, he absolutely hates what Donald Trump is doing and doesn't want to hear the dude's name in his church anymore. It's absolutely fascinating to watch the break in the ideology. Watch the separation take place. This next clip came out in 2021. It should add a little bit of context to why he broke from Donald Trump when all of the vaccine stuff started coming out. Give this clip a listen. I have not changed my stance. I haven't softened my stance. I have strengthened strictly my stance against the vaccine. It is not FDA approved. I don't care what Pfizer. I don't care what any of the four groups do out there. Look, if you think all right, now we're going to jump into some realms. For me. If you think for one minute that those political elites actually got that vaccination, you are smoking meth in your mama's basement. 
That's one of his favorite sayings, smoking meth in your mama's basement. Yeah, the whole political elites thing that he said there, it's actually not even really a dog whistle. It's just loaded language that he uses that came straight out of QAnon. I mean, he's a, he's a deep QAnon believer. The political elites trope that he holds on to is also an old Jewish trope. Uh, you know, the old blood libel thing where... Jews used to be accused of eating babies and sacrificing kids to the gods and blah, blah, blah. All that old stuff from the 1700s, 1800s, mid-1900s in World War II in Germany. They used that same blood libel accusation against people then. And now they're using the same blood libel accusation right now in QAnon against the political elites. And Greg Locke buys right into it. He believed it. And he spreads it. So when he says political elites, that's what he's talking about. He's referring to the elites that sacrifice children to their gods and stuff like that. It's the same trope. If you think for one minute that those political elites actually got that vaccination, you are smoking meth in your mama's basement. Bunch of fake liars is what they are. They didn't shoot nothing in their arm but a bunch of sugar water. If for some reason he had this bizarre idea that the vaccine was intentionally created specifically to hurt people. I don't know how he came to that conclusion or why or what evidence he used to get there. None, presumably, because there is none for that. But here we are. I mean, the dude seems to still believe it. And I guess at the end of the day, his anti-vax... Ideology won out over Trump. Absolutely fascinating. So there was a person in his church mid-September 2021 who wasn't really a big fan of how he treated and viewed Donald Trump. He didn't really like the level of love and adoration and worship that he gave to Donald Trump. Watch what happened when he found out that there was somebody who was concerned about the level of love he had for Donald Trump. Mid-September 2021. We got some people under this tent right now. You have the hardest time keeping your mouth shut about your church. So I'm going to sit here for about 15 seconds and just give you a chance to leave anytime you want to. Because we need your seat anyhow, you complaining, judgmental Pharisee. You can leave anytime you want to. I'm just going to sit here for a minute and let you walk out. If you can call me out behind closed doors, why don't you be man enough, put on your big boy pants, stand up and walk out right now in front of everybody, you coward. Woo, I'm about fired up this morning. Turn this microphone up, I'm fired up. That's a big tent door. You can leave anytime you want to. You critical hypocrite, you Pharisee. If you think I'm gonna stop just cause you want me to, you have lost your mind. I'm just getting started good. I'm just now calling out Joe Biden. I'm just now preaching against the LGBTQ community. I'm just now calling out abortion. I'm just now talking about election fraud. I'm just now talking about Antifa and Black Lives Matter. I'm just now calling out this wicked nonsense. You might as well leave while everybody's clapping so nobody will see you. Four months time. This was mid-September 2021. Now it... This last video about Trump came out basically early to mid-January 2022. So now we have four months' time between when Greg Locke 
loved Donald Trump and was ready to throw anybody under the bus to continue talking about him in his church, to he hates Donald Trump and doesn't want to hear a word about him in his church. This isn't a new thing. This isn't something that Greg Locke just stumbled onto recently. And Greg Locke has always been fairly political. And the moment that Trump showed up on scene, Greg Locke started talking about him and building him up in his church. I mean, his church was effectively a Trump church for all intents and purposes. That is just about all he talked about. His religious ideology had Trump and Trumpism worked into it from day one. From the moment that Trump really hit the spotlight, that's how it's always been. So the fact that he's turning on him now is absolutely fascinating to me. This is the last clip I've got. This is from mid-November 2021, okay? Give this one a listen. It's about the 1-6 subpoena. I got a message today and said, hey, Pastor, they just sent out their second round of uh, investigation subpoenas for Nancy Pelosi's whatever watch terror hit list that I'm on. Okay, you know what's really interesting about this? He's talking about the January 6th subpoena list. Like, they were subpoenaing a bunch of people to testify in front of Congress and, and looking for their phone records and their text messages and all that other stuff. Interestingly enough, Greg Locke is not actually on the list so far. I mean, he hasn't been called in or he his phone records haven't been pulled, as far as I know. I mean, I'm not on the committee, so I have no fucking clue, but I haven't heard a single word about Greg Locke from the news coming out of the 1-6 committee that's investigating the January 6th events. So it seems to me what's actually happening here is Greg Locke is kind of ratting on himself. If he had just kept his mouth shut, I don't think anybody would have even realized he was there on the 6th of January. I certainly didn't realize until I saw this video. Keep listening. And somebody said, uh, are, are you okay? Did, did, did you get your subpoena yet? I said, nope, but I hope I do. Oh, go ahead and act like a tough guy alpha male, uh, Greg Locke. Yeah, act like a, an alpha male for us. Let's see what you have to say. I said, nope, but I hope I do. You hear me? I hope I do. I can't wait to sit up in the halls of justice. Stand up to my feet and in the name of Jesus, rebuke that Jezebel demon baby killing pedophile in the name of Jesus Christ on national TV. Don't you think I won't do it? Yes, I will. Okay, um, I don't think they're really doing that. That's not how this is working. They're just pulling text messages from people and stuff. They're trying to follow a trail to see if you were there, to see what you did when you were there, to see if you got inside, if you broke any laws. And if you did, guess what? You get to go to jail. That's what happened to Jacob Chansley, for example. I mean, there's video evidence of him all over the inside of the Capitol. And sure enough, the dude went to jail over this. I think he got sentenced to like four years or just over four years, somewhere in there. That's probably what would happen with Greg Locke. I, don't, I doubt there would be any, like, testifying or any of that, unless he is 
deeply involved in the planning and knew exactly what was supposed to happen and it goes a lot higher than anybody thinks that it does they would just be subpoenaing his text messages and throwing him in jail as far as i know i just think it's really strange that he is pretty much willing to go to jail for donald trump i mean the dude showed up on january 6th presumably based on what i'm hearing here he seems to be telling us that he was there on January 6th, and he's expecting to go to jail over it. And he did all of it for Donald Trump. He did it all for Trump. And now, how does he feel about Donald Trump? But I'm sick of Trump worship in this church. Dude went from being willing to give up his life for Donald Trump to this. I guess he seems to believe that Trump has lost the mandate of heaven. I absolutely love to watch two ideologies clash in a person's head and watch to see which one wins out at the end of the day. American choir boy, Trump knew his voter bases was dying off in droves, so he had to make a hard choice for once. Damned if he does or doesn't. That's true. That is true. Although, honestly, I think he may have lost more people by endorsing the vaccine than he would have if he hadn't endorsed the vaccine, in my opinion. Because a lot of the people that follow him in the first place weren't going to get the vaccine no matter what. Whether he endorsed it or not, it, it didn't matter. A lot of people were like diehard anti-vax people like from day one, you know? I mean, Fox News has been running this anti-vax campaign since the moment Trump lost the election, pretty much. when The, the moment that they accepted Biden was going to be the next president, that's when it really set in. That's when they really started running this campaign. So these people have months and months worth of propaganda, a year or more worth of propaganda flowing into their brains through Fox News, One American News Network, Newsmax, all of them. Just right-wing extremist propaganda 24-7 that is opposed to the vaccine. And Trump, seeing what's happening now, comes out and tries to kind of reverse it. And it's just not going to happen. You know, it'll work for a few people, but he's fighting against a massive movement that Fox News and others have spent a year working up to at this point. I think Fox News probably regrets their anti-vax campaign to some degree at this point, or at least some of the people at Fox do, because they, they recognize that this is turned into a heavily partisan virus. They realize that their people are dying off faster than the Democrats are, and that's really fucking them in the end. I think that they knew what would happen if they tried to reverse course, exactly what happened with Donald Trump. People would turn against them instead, instead of listening to the advice they're trying to give. So a lot of hosts at Fox News have decided to either just go silent on the subject completely or continue to fight against vaccines and mandates. Donald Trump decided to come out in favor of the vaccine. It just blows me away, honestly. Blows me away. Next, we're going to talk about Robin Bullock's urgent message for Donald Trump. Give us 30 seconds and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com.
Next story I wanted to talk about is about a guy named Robin Bullock. Now, I've talked about this guy a few times before, but he has an urgent message for Donald Trump. So I wanted to give you a little bit of a refresher, remind you who this guy is exactly, and some of the weird shit he's said in recent months. And then we're going to take a look at the urgent message he has for Trump. So check this one out. This came out early March 2021. Give it a listen. The stage is set. Everything is set. But you're going to have to pray for the rightful president, whether he wants to walk back into this or not. You must pray that he wants to do it. Because God won't make him do anything. Is it his will? Yes. Is he the president? Yes. That's why he could just walk right back in. And God will supernaturally move things out of the way. That is so interesting to me. Let me tell you why. Leading up to the 2020 election, Robin Bullock, who, by the way, is a televangelist, a, a fairly famous televangelist, too, gets coverage on real TV networks. He made the claim that Donald Trump was going to win the election. Not only that, he claimed God told him. This is a prophecy he's giving. God told him Donald Trump is going to win the 2020 election. And he's not the only one either. There were a bunch of them who made this claim. In my opinion, I think that Robin Bullock gave us the most creative explanation for why he was so completely wrong about that prophecy. His explanation is what we just heard, which is God won't make you do anything. You have to want to do it yourself. He won't force anything on you. So all Donald Trump has to do is walk into the White House and take control and that's it. God will supernaturally push things out of the way. He is too afraid to do that. It's better than some of the other explanations I heard. Let's keep listening to this clip, see what else he had to say. But you need to pray for encouragement. Nobody was beat on like that, like our president for four years. Nobody. Nobody? Not one person? I mean, have you read about 1940s Germany? Do you know anything about that? I feel like those people might have been beat on a little more than our president, quote unquote. The dude is one of the most privileged people on planet Earth. One of the most privileged people to have ever lived in the history of humanity. One of the richest people alive, grown up with a silver or a gold or a platinum fucking spoon in his mouth. And you are standing here telling me Donald Trump is mistreated and beat on. We're going to have to start publicly talking about that he's the president. I know. He'll say, really? Yeah, this is where he gets emotional. Buckle up. Why would you say that in public? Because he is. That's why I say it. Because he is. Don't mess with us, uh, Satan. Don't mess with us corrupt political uh, regimes. Don't mess with God's people like that because I'm going to tell you something. If you mess with us, we'll call him back for three terms. Don't mess with us. Please be my guest. Call him back for three terms. I am sitting here patiently waiting. Do it. I want you to. Please call him back for three terms. I would absolutely love to see you try to explain that away in 10 years. These people are 
endlessly entertaining to me, honestly, endlessly entertaining to watch them stick their foot in their mouth over and over and over again, shamelessly, and then get mad at you when they stick their foot in their mouth. They're mad at you. Listen to this next one. This was mid-November 2021, a little more recent. Apologize. Go ahead and apologize. Well, no. How about that? Just so you can hear me again. No. Because you are wrong. If this had no meaning to it and no prophet standing speaking today was, if they were all wrong, why don't it go away? How come it hasn't ever faded away? Because you're keeping it alive. You are the one of the sole people keeping this fight alive. You are coming out here every day, going out on your little stage talking about how God told you that Donald Trump was going to win the 2020 election. You're pretty much the only one, man. You and a handful of other televangelists. You and Kenneth Copeland has said a few words about it. Hank Kuhneman, Greg Locke. I mean, you know, that little group of pastors keeps coming out and telling us Donald Trump won, Donald Trump won, despite the evidence against it. And look, I get it. I understand. It's because you stuck your foot in your mouth. I get that you can't just back off of this and, and stop talking about it because that would mean that you're a false prophet. And by Bible standards, I think that means you should be stoned, right? I mean, that's what the Bible has to say about it. So I understand why you don't want to back off of it. But, uh, you know, don't put this on us, man. This is on you. You made the claim that God told you this information, not us. How come it's still a fight? It, it is not a fight any longer. It's not. It hasn't been a fight since November, December 2020. I could say January 2021. That's really when the fight fully ended. It's not a fight anymore. It's only a fight in your head. If it was wrong and it wasn't true, then why are we still debating all of this? Who's debating this? Are we debating this? No, I think you're debating this. And it is so fucking entertaining to watch him tie himself in knots over trying to explain it away. I absolutely fucking love it. But just wait. He starts to get even more emotional over this subject. Keep listening. Folks, it would have already passed. You keep your doctrines. You keep your doctrines, but I'll tell you what, you are going to answer for trying to regulate the Lord's prophets. Oh, he's mad. You, with your big educations, you're going to answer for trying to regulate a prophet of the Lord and telling a prophet of the Lord that what God said is not true, but what you said is true. You're in trouble. You're in trouble now. I'm shaking in my boots. I fucking love it, man. Next week, I'm covering this pastor named Hank Kuhneman. He's close friends with Kenneth Copeland. And uh, I don't want to give too much away, but he basically says, if you're so sure that the prophets missed it or that we lied or whatever, then you get a Bible, you sinners, you skeptics. Get a Bible and put your hand on it and swear on the Bible that God told you that we were wrong and that we missed it.
You know, there's people now, they're now calling out the prophets again. They're ranting again that the prophets were wrong like they are right. And I want to say this. Actually, the prophets continue to claim to be right. That's actually what's happening. The prophets continue to claim to be right. So I'm sitting here listening to your happy ass and debunking it. Simple as that. If you're one of those and you're saying that the prophets are wrong and that you're right, would you do me a favor? Gladly. Lay it on me, buddy. Would you go on video and go on record, put your hand on your Bible, and then say, thus saith the Lord. I bought this Bible. I didn't even own a Bible until recently. I bought this specifically for this clip. And I haven't gotten to it yet, but I am going to be doing this on stream soon. So keep a lookout for that. It's going to be a Hank Kuhneman video, and I will be swearing on the Bible in front of God and the whole world as my witnesses. Buckle up for that one, because it's going to be entertaining as hell. Anyway, back to Robin Bullock. That is not the only strange thing that he's had to say recently. Early January 2022, he had something interesting to say about the vaccine. Now, it's important that I add this context, because the next clip we're going to watch is about him giving an urgent message to Donald Trump, basically. And as we know, Donald Trump has been pro-vax recently. He's been endorsing it, telling his followers to get vaccinated if they can. To my surprise, I never expected that from Donald Trump. I just wanted to put on record exactly what Robin Bullock thinks about vaccines before we watch the urgent message to Donald Trump. So let's watch this one, early January 2022. What do you call a, a sugar in case you couldn't make that out, he turned around and asked his staff, what do you call a sugar pill? And they answered, a placebo. A placebo. And now he's about to give us prophecy from God himself about placebos. The jab, I heard the Lord say, is a deadly placebo. Is that a direct quote? Did the Lord tell you directly, quote, the jab is a deadly placebo? Because it seemed like that was like the first time that you'd heard that word. You just had to turn around and ask them what the word was. You know, maybe I'm reading into this a little bit too much. I, I'll be charitable. Let's be charitable. Let's keep listening. A deadly placebo. Is that, do you get that? So what is a placebo? We used to call them what, sugar pills? He turns around and says, we used to call them, what, sugar pills? As if they didn't know that. I don't know. This is just breaking the fourth wall, and it's driving me nuts. And they would give them to people to manipulate their thoughts. I'm sorry, wait a minute. They would give people placebos to manipulate their thoughts? I hope he's going to expand upon this, because that's nonsense. That is not what placebos were for. Does he know? Does he know what they're for? To make them think, people say, oh, there's just something wrong with me. So, so they would give them a sugar pill, and they'd take it thinking they was, it was the medicine that would cure this. And some people lived healthy lives by taking it. What is he talking about? This is nonsense. That is not what a placebo is. That's not how anything worked. And he's acting like it's an old-timey thing that they used to do, and they realized, wow, this is really unethical and wrong. We won't do this anymore. What is he even talking about? They have these double-blind studies in science today. They do these things, right, where they take 
two groups of people and they give a placebo to one group of people and they give the real medicine to another group of people and they compare the results to see how effective a medicine actually is. If people are taking medicine, they're more prone to believe that the medicine is going to do something and on some level, it will have some kind of an effect, even if it's just a psychological effect, even if it's just they think that it's helping them. If they have pain management problems and they take a pill, whether the pill is real or does anything or not, they're taking medicine and they think that it works, so they're going to report lower levels of pain. Giving a placebo to a control group and giving the real medicine to another group gives us a better idea of how effective that medicine is. That's what the placebo effect is. I don't know why he's framing it up like, you know, we don't do this anymore and it's manipulative. Like, what is he even talking about? It's nonsense. Cure this and some people lived healthy lives by taking it. Well, the jab is a deadly placebo. It's to manipulate a mind while it kills the body. I don't understand. I don't even understand, like, the perspective that he's trying to give me. Usually when I watch these types of videos, I can kind of see things from their perspective. I, I get what they're saying, although it's completely, off, you know, it's completely out of touch with reality. I can at least see where they're coming from, but with this... I feel like he just doesn't fully understand what the word placebo means, and that's, like, the heart of the problem. Anyway, that is Robin Bullock's position on the vaccine, either way. I just want to make sure that we all understand where he stands with the vaccine before going into the next message. This is his urgent message to Donald Trump. He went on Steve Schultz's channel uh, early January 2022, to talk to him about this urgent message that he had for Trump. So let's give this a listen and see what he had to say. When I got up this morning, I was, uh, I started writing and I could show you my notes where I wrote in the dark. You would, you wouldn't, <laughs> you wouldn't believe some of these notes, how they look. But when I got up this morning, the Lord started speaking to me. Yeah, so in the middle of the night, he says that he was dreaming. He, he had this Elijah anointing, and he had these vivid dreams that God was giving him this message that he wanted him to share with us, that he wanted to share with the rest of the world. So this is the message that Robin Bullock says came from God that he wanted to give to everybody else. Specifically, this goes to Donald Trump. Give it a listen. This is to the enemies of freedom. I know what all you're planning on doing. How do I know? Because Joe Biden told it. He told it and I heard him say it. Wait, is he? He's reading from notes. So is he speaking? Is he telling us what God told him? Is, were those God's exact words? He spoke it and I heard him say it. God shouldn't have to hear anybody say anything, right? God should be able to just look into your head and understand what you're thinking and saying and believing and all that shit. Did I grow up with a different belief system? I thought God was all-knowing and all-powerful and all of that other shit, right? So God shouldn't have to listen to anybody speak anything. He should just know. Just pointing out one more inconsistency in this dude's belief system. Just one more. I implore the saints right now to pray for Donald Trump. 
What is planned is not good. I can't say the words I heard right now, Steve. Okay. But I'm, I'm asking the saints to pray for Donald Trump. I know they say, well, we do. You better pray for him now. Pray for him. This is not good. It's very important that you pray for him right now. Yeah. For his safety. Yeah. For his protection. I hear you saying, why now? Why is it so urgent right now that people pray for Donald Trump? What is so wrong right now that they have to start praying for him? The answer is Donald Trump started endorsing the vaccine. That's why things got so urgent all of a sudden. Donald Trump is seeing pastors, evangelicals, drop like flies from his movement. Shane Vaughn stuck around, surprisingly. You know, they're losing faith in Donald Trump because of his stand on the vaccine. Let me correct you. You're not losing faith in Donald Trump because it was not Donald Trump that put Donald Trump in that office. Four years before Donald Trump was ever known about running for office, Yahweh, the God of heaven, spoke through the mouth of a prophet and said that a man named Donald would be put into the White House and that that man Donald would be the servant of Yahweh to restore America. So if you're losing faith in Donald Trump, you're really losing faith in the God that put him in office. And that's a dangerous thing. But Greg Locke and Robin Bullock and a bunch of other people are starting to question Donald Trump's leadership. And they honestly aren't sure if they want to stick around or not. In fact, Greg Locke is very sure he doesn't want to stick around anymore. He specifically told people to stop talking about Trump in his church. He is sick of hearing about Donald Trump in his church. Stop sitting on your butt and waiting for Donald Trump to do something in this nation. But I'm sick of Trump worship in this church. So this message is going out to Donald Trump because Robin Bullock seems to believe that Trump got bad information and he believes that his life is in grave danger because he seems to be supporting the vaccine. That means something is really, really wrong with Donald Trump to have done something like that in Robin Bullock's eyes. This is Robin Bullock's response to Donald Trump endorsing the vaccine. I heard the conversation in a dream. They are planning on getting rid of him. Thus saith the Lord. So now I appeal to Donald Trump. I know you know what I'm saying. Tighten up around you. The Lord said, your compromise has set this up. Now you must fight. Your compromise has set this up. Remember that. They are lying to you. They will never come through with what they promised. So this guy believes the reason that Trump endorsed the vaccine is because Democrats or establishment Republicans or the deep state, generally, just the deep state, promised something to Donald Trump. He believes they promised Trump the presidency again or something. I don't know. And Donald Trump took the deal. 
I'll endorse the vaccine if you give me the presidency again. And so he started endorsing the vaccine again. Robin Bullock believes God told him this information last night that Donald Trump was given this deal. And he's trying to deliver this urgent message to Trump that they will never fulfill their end of the deal. What kind of a bizarre world do these people live in? Like, the worldview from the top down is nonsensical. It's strange, bizarre, bewildering. Everything that these people believe about how the world works is fucking weird. It is so difficult to wrap your head around. If you listen to them, by 2024, you will lose your potency and trust. If you have a question about someone around you, use the phrase that you coined, you're fired. Okay, I don't think he coined that phrase. I think he popularized that phrase, but who am I to uh, nitpick? Wow. Now that's the word the Lord gave wow. me. Because wow. of the conversation I heard. Listen, my brother, I don't throw words around like that. Oh, no, you don't throw words around like that? Like prophecy and God told me and I heard it in a dream. You don't throw words around like that? Is that so? I can think of at least minimum 10 separate occasions when you specifically said God revealed this to you through prophecy or through a dream or whatever else. You do, in fact, throw words around like that all the time. Just saying. I don't throw words around like that. I heard a conversation. I saw him. I saw what Biden said. Yeah, we're going to have to pray for him. We're going to have to hold him up. We're going to have to pray the Word of God. It's the only thing strong enough to really, uh, because you're praying for more or less a king right now. Right. Because uh, Donald Trump is the rightful president. Mm -hmm. uh, the other is just a, a jackal. It's a mm -hmm. farce. It's not even reality anymore. Donald Trump is a king and Joe Biden is a jackal. Seriously, the worldview that these people hold is so hard to wrap your head around. It's hilarious to watch these people try to work around the pitfalls that they create for themselves. You stick your foot in your mouth, you say Donald Trump is, without a shadow of a doubt, going to win the election, and here we are, he loses. Now you have to explain that away with new ideology, with new revelation or something like that. We can sit here and watch your prophecies turn out to be false and you somehow continue to make them it is so strange that you keep putting yourself in these positions next we're going to talk about QAnon celebrity kirsten weldon's history of strange beliefs give us 30 seconds and we'll be right back you're listening to the telltale channel don't forget to check me out on all social media patreon twitter teespring and etsy all links can be found in the description or on my website telltaleatheist.com Next story I wanted to talk about is a somber one. Somebody named Kirsten Weldon, uh, one of the more famous QAnon YouTubers, basically, has died of COVID. I understand the arguments 
in favor of this kind of thing. I get some people believe that, you know, one fewer conspiracy theorist is a good thing and all that other stuff, but that's just not the position that I hold. I get that this person contributed to a lot of pain and suffering as a QAnon YouTuber. I get that, but in my opinion, human life comes before all else, and I can't, in good conscience, revel in pain and suffering of anybody. I get the argument that people provide to me, you know, Rush Limbaugh caused a lot of pain and suffering, and he laughed about it when people were suffering from the AIDS crisis. I get that, you know, I get it, but it doesn't make it any more desirable to me to know that he died or that anybody died. I'm just, I just don't want anybody to die. I feel that human life is the most valuable thing in the universe, and I want to live in a world where nobody dies as little pain and suffering and death as humanly possible. That, that's my goal. Unfortunately, this person, she didn't make it, but she did contribute a lot of pain and suffering to society in her own way by being this COVID skeptic, I guess you could say, by being this QAnon wingnut. Uh, she contributed a lot of pain and suffering to the world, and she paid for it. She paid the ultimate price. So I wanted to look back on her life and see what she had to contribute to society when she was alive. This is an early May 2020 appearance she made on the Steel Truth Show with Ann Vandersteel. Give this a listen, see what she had to say. I want to just get something clear about your source, your source that's providing this information. This is the source you've used for how long? Um, on and off for like the whole time I've been on, maybe like two and a half years, three okay. years. And how often have they been wrong in giving you information? Zero times. Wow. Zero. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, Zero. let's hope today is not the day to decide to be wrong and throw you for a loop. But, uh, well, they even predicted the, um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was, um, dead January 19th. Uh, January 2019, I'm sorry. And oh, January 2019, that's when her supposed source claimed that Ruth Bader Ginsburg actually died. Well, when did Ruth Bader Ginsburg actually die? She died September 18th, 2020. Okay, so this woman, Kirsten Weldon, is claiming that her source, who's never been wrong, told her that Ruth Bader Ginsburg died July 2019, uh, over a year before she actually did. It gets crazier. Keep listening. January 2019, I'm sorry. And oh, I'm sorry, January 2019. So actually a year and a half, almost two years before she actually did. They exhumed her body and destroyed it, so there's no proof of that. Then they had two doubles for her, and um, one was very tall, so she could keep seated the whole time. Okay, so she's claiming that Ruth Bader Ginsburg basically had a, a body double or a clone or whatever and she died in 2019 and instead of revealing that she died in 2019 they just kept pushing it off how does she come to these conclusions how why does she even buy any of this with no evidence whatsoever she ate it up hook line and sinker this is completely made up from the ether there is no basis for what she's saying right here, but she believed it anyways. Is she the one making this stuff up, 
or is somebody telling her this stuff? I have to wonder. And then one ran off, so they have none left. One was so tall they had to sit 24-7, and the other ran off. Where did she come up with this shit? That would be Ruth Bader Ginsburg, of course, protected by the very corrupt Justice Roberts, who got $3 trillion of our funds. Mm-hmm. $3 trillion? John Roberts got $3 trillion of our funds, I guess taxpayer money is what she's talking about. Yeah, come to think of it, how did they hide that Ruth Bader Ginsburg had been dead for two years from the Supreme Court justices, from the staff members at the Supreme Court, from the lawyers that like bring cases in front of them? How did they hide it from all of those people? This is so far out there, I can't see her from where she's standing. Seriously, this is some bizarre shit. And again, $3 trillion? He was given $3 trillion? I feel like she doesn't fully understand how much money that is. In fact, I'm sure of it. When Tower 7 went down and gave the remainder of the $10 trillion to the Bushes and the Clintons. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but there's a total of about $1.5 trillion in U.S. physical currency in circulation. $1.5 trillion total. The total amount of cash that is in circulation in the United States is $1.5 trillion. And she's sitting here telling us that John Roberts, Supreme Court Justice John Roberts, got $3 trillion, and then another $10 trillion went to the Bushes. That is so beyond bizarre. I honestly don't know where to start. But that's not actually the first time we've heard a claim like that. Actually, our old buddy Lynn Wood made a claim like that not too long ago. 9-11, you want to talk about that? Let's talk about CGI. You know what that is? Computer graphics generated images. You know what CGI is? You know what deep fake videos are? The estimate was there was three and a half trillion dollars. That was the estimate that had been stolen from the defense budget. They were going to have hearings starting on November the 12th to discuss that money that had been stolen and was missing. That was your money, by the way. And then all of a sudden, on 9-11, what appeared to be a plane hit one building, what appeared to be a plane hit another building. Then later that night, another building fell down that wasn't hit by a dead gum thing. It was the building that went down, Building 7, that had all the paperwork in it with respect to the missing money. Lynn Wood was the lawyer for Kyle Rittenhouse originally. He was also a Trump lawyer originally, and he's a full-blown QAnon conspiracy theorist. But uh, that's where this comes from. This is a QAnon claim. Like I said, this woman is a big QAnon influencer on YouTube before it got shut down and, of course, before she died, sadly. Like I said, I don't want anybody to die. Human life is precious, no matter what. Let's watch the next one. This one's mid-July 2020. Okay, so 15th, 16th, and 17th from my military intel, he's going to be triangulated by three FBI agents. And on these three dates, 15th, 16th, and 17th, one of these days, they're going to try to take him out. This is what, the 55th attempt? 
Of course, she's talking about Donald Trump. She's claiming that there have been a total of 55 attempts on Donald Trump's life. Like I said, this clip came out uh, mid-July 2020. So by mid-July 2020, this woman believed that there had been 55 attempts on Donald Trump's life. And there was about to be another one. And she had military intel to key her into this, to let her know that something was about to go down. Because the one thing that military intel agents do is tell this information to people who are viewed as conspiracy theorists on YouTube. That's like the first thing they do. The moment they hear about this stuff, they go straight to the YouTube conspiracy theorists and spread it around. Makes perfect sense. It's 15, 16, 17. One of these days, they're going to try to take him out. This is what, the 55th attempt? And they have taken out two of his clones. Wait, Donald Trump had clones? This is news to me. How, how are they okay with that? They're always talking about doubles and clones of like the deep state operatives like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But here we are talking about Donald Trump's clones. Two of his clones. So just FYI, yes, there's clones out there that are his. So he would not have survived without the clones. So FYI. Can we get footage of like one of the clones being hurt in his place then? If I mean, she's telling us that he wouldn't have survived without the clones, that it at least implies that the clones have been hurt in the line of duty. Maybe even worse, right? Is there proof? Any proof at all? Anything? I mean, I'll take anything, I promise. Just give it to me and I'll examine it. Of course there's no proof of this. She's just seemingly making things up. Absolutely nothing to back up what she's saying. She's just saying it. And we can really tell the difference between the clones by the tie. Sometimes the yellow tie, the red tie, and the blue tie Trump. The blue tie Trump is a ha happy clone that's very good at golf. The yellow tie Trump is not, you know, that smart and the real Trump usually is the red tie Trump. Oh, I love it. They they even came up with an explanation for why he is sometimes dumb as dog shit. I love it. I love it. Here's your explanation. You ever wonder how they justify Trump being so ridiculous in some of the things that he says? So, oh God, I'm trying so hard not to insult the guy. I just, I, do, I don't believe in insults. I try desperately not to insult people. I will criticize. I will not insult. Here's their explanation for why Trump has questionable levels of faculty sometimes. There you go. It's a clone, and it's one of the less intelligent clones. That makes perfect sense. Thank you so much for clarifying that for me, Kirsten Weldon. Here's another clip, early April 2021. So this one is about as recent as we're going to get. In this clip, she was talking to a Francine Fosdick. That's this woman right here, Francine Fosdick. She's famously a Q supporter, massively big Q supporter, She's in with this whole crowd, Mark Taylor and a bunch of other people. So here's Kirsten Weldon talking to Francine Fosdick about what's going on with China right now. If you remember, early April 2021 was around the time that the, te the big Texas freeze was taking place. Check it out. So they had that freeze out and um, they did it with the weather warfare. That would be, you know, 
the bunker fuel in the ocean and the and the pulling down the polar vortex, right? right. The chemtrail. So they pulled it down and they hit all of texas as you know it had a huge freeze so let me fill in the gaps because there were a lot of words in there polar vortex what were some of the other words weather warfare right chemtrails so oh, chemtrails was in there too yeah she's talking about china she seems to believe that china has weather modification devices basically like a weather gun where you aim the weather gun at a location and then you pull the weather gun trigger and then it, you know everything freezes basically is kind of what it seems like to me so she is under the impression that texas had that big freeze not because of climate change or or not just because of a polar vortex which is actually what what caused it but because china has weather guns weather modification that they're using and testing against the united states that is her belief. All of Texas, as you know, it had a huge freeze. So, yeah, that's what happened. And they usually do it from the Arcebo Observatory when they do their hurricanes and stuff to pull the hurricane stuff through that um, Arcebo Observatory in Puerto Rico. But this time the Arcebo Observatory was down. So they did it through uh, the Ecuadorian heart facility. It was traced to there. If you watch my videos, you would see the video, it traced all the way back to the um, Ecuadorian heart facility. And that was China testing out their new, you know, new weapons, weather weapons. And um, of course, Biden was paid billions of dollars before and got more money for letting them do that to the United States. Needless to say, her beliefs are way, way out there. Excuse me, were. Her beliefs were way, way out there. So I wanted to read this article on the Daily Beast about Kirsten Weldon. The title is QAnon star who said only idiots get vax dies of COVID. Trust the plan. This is written by Will Sommer. Updated January 7th, 2022, 8.31 p.m. Let's give it a read. A leading QAnon promoter who urged both her followers and strangers she passed on the street not to take the COVID vaccine died Thursday of the coronavirus, making her just the latest vaccine opponent killed by the disease. Kirsten Weldon had amassed tens of thousands of followers across right-wing social media networks by promoting the pro-Trump QAnon conspiracy under the screen name Kirsten W., she was prominent enough to become a sort of QAnon interpreter for comedian conspiracy theorist Roseanne Barr and started recording videos about QAnon with her. Weldon focused on attacking vaccines and other efforts to fight COVID-19, saying in one video that Dr. Anthony Fauci needs to be... She claimed the vaccine killed people and even recorded herself yelling at people standing in line to receive vaccines. The vaccines kill, don't get it. Weldon warned the waiting vaccine recipients in an undated video posted to one of her online accounts. This is how gullible these idiots are. They're all getting the vaccine. In late December, however, Weldon started showing symptoms of coronavirus infection. In her last video, posted December 28th, Weldon struggled through her remarks about the coming overthrow of the U.S. government, coughing and complaining that she was exhausted. Three days later, Weldon was hospitalized in Camarillo, California. She posted a picture of herself wearing an oxygen mask to Instagram and claimed she had bacterial pneumonia. 
Weldon wrote in a post on the social media network Telegram that she refused to take coronavirus treatment remdesivir, calling it Dr. Fauci's remdesivir. Uh, That's what she called it, Dr. Fauci's resmedervir. Weldon's death from COVID is just the latest instance of a far-right personality who opposed vaccination being killed by the virus. On January 3rd, radio host Doug Kuzma died while infected with the coronavirus. In August, QAnon promoter Robert David Steele died of the virus shortly after posting a picture of himself in an oxygen mask and vowing to still refuse the vaccine. I do not revel in people's deaths. I do not want people to die. I don't want this to happen. I would prefer that they survive. But I feel that we can take this as a lesson. We can learn something from their situation. We can learn that vaccination saves lives. You know what happened to me recently? Kylie tests positive for the virus two weeks ago or something, 10 days ago, actually, to this day. She comes home, she starts isolating, and it's a deeply red line, too, on the test. It was bright red. She was very infectious. Myself and my wife, Rose, quarantined with her because we assumed that we were going to catch it, too. All three of us were vaccinated, double vaccinated, hadn't gotten our boosters yet. We had scheduled the appointment to get it and hadn't gotten it yet. So Kylie tests positive. Rose and I never tested positive, not once, the entire time that we were isolating with Kylie. Kylie's got a cough and a runny nose and a headache and the, all the symptoms. She's coughing all over the place, and this shit is Omicron, so it's more infectious than others. The entire time we're inside with Kylie coughing all over the place, we never tested positive because of the vaccine. If you want to survive this, your best bet right now is getting vaccinated. Your best bet's getting vaccinated if you don't want to end up like Kirsten Weldon. Please get vaccinated. Let's keep reading the article. In September, a QAnon follower named Veronica Wolski became a cause celebrity in QAnon circles after she was hospitalized with the coronavirus. QAnon fans besieged the hospital with phone calls demanding that Wolski receive ivermectin, the deworming drug used by some as an unproven coronavirus treatment. Wolski died of the disease later that month. In the face of these deaths, their surviving friends and supporters have started to allege that the dead QAnon figures are being murdered, either because they were refused internet folk remedies like ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine, or because they were killed by the deep state to cover up their conspiracy theories. In December, Kuzma and a number of other conspiracy theorists were sickened with COVID-like symptoms after appearing together at a conference. Rather than acknowledge that they had COVID, the far-right influencers suggested they had been targeted by an anthrax attack. I remember that. I covered it at the time. Completely out of touch with reality. Completely out of touch with reality. Please get vaccinated. I am begging you, if you haven't been vaccinated yet, please get vaccinated because this is the only thing you have to look forward to if you don't. This. We have a list of names the size of Texas of people who have died from this because they refuse to get vaccinated. Please save yourself and the people in your life by just getting it done. Just get vaccinated. According to the CDC, at this moment, last I read, 
Omicron is likely going to reach pretty much everybody in the U.S. At some point, it will find you. It is extremely infectious. This is your last opportunity. Get vaccinated, please. Every life is valuable, inherently. Just get vaccinated. Thank you guys for coming and giving this a listen, and I will talk to you next week. If you like what I do and you want to make sure I can continue to do it, you can support me in a few ways. First, you can support me on Patreon. That's probably the best way. But if you want to get something back for your support, you can check out my Teespring. I sell all kinds of shirts and stickers and stuff on there. Second, you can support me by checking out my Etsy store. I sell 3D printed stands for every system from the original Nintendo to the Xbox One. And finally, if you want to support me in other ways, you can check me out on my other channels. I have the podcast channel, which is where I talk about whatever's on my mind. Politics, social issues whatever. You can also find it everywhere podcasts can be found. Or you can check out the videos on my main channel where I focus on destructive cults. As it is with most channels these days, I rely on the support of viewers like you to keep my channel alive, so sharing my work is extremely helpful. Anyways, check me out in all those places if you haven't already. Thanks for listening, guys.